Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, hello, Julie. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. We're trying our new baby out. Yeah, we got some ribs out there on the, right now. on the smoker slash grill slash, yeah, it's got a lot going on. It does have a lot going on. So for our listeners out there, I, we bought a pellet grill and this is our first time using it. So right. we're calling it the new baby because it's very, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of bells and whistles. <laughs> it does have some bells and whistles, but I've it's never, kind of nice to set it and just walk away. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, like I never even considered that you would ever have a grill that was Bluetooth. Right. I know that's kind of weird for me. I'm like. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. We'll yeah. see. So, in like, you know, four hours, ribs. Mm. Yeah. Anybody hungry for ribs? <laughs> <laughs> That's our day. <laughs> Super exciting. So, well, I mean, we've we've started this way long ago. They've been on for, what, three hours? Oh, yeah. 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 Three hours now. So. They're, they're, they smell pretty good. So. Yeah. Okay. So. We're on episode eight already. Yeah. Season, season two. two. I know, right? Yeah, and Time I just want to give a big, huge, huge shout out to all of our listeners out there, all yes. of the downloads, and just thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, we appreciate it. It's amazing to go in and see the, the ticker mm-hmm. go in and actually, you know. Every, you like us. You really like us. I know. You guys keep downloading, and it's amazing, and we just want to say thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. So, and thank you for thinking that what we have to say is slightly interesting. Or relevant. Or relevant. Or maybe they should, we just, you know, I, maybe they just like the fact that I mispronounce so many words. I'm just like waiting for the next one. I, I'm waiting for the next one, too. Yeah, so yeah. they're not the only people. I know, right? Yeah. I know. I swear I'm smart. I swear I am. I know you are. You're incredibly <laughs> smart. And that's what just baffles me sometimes when you, you know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Season two, episode eight. Do you suit up? Pro condom or not? So this is kind of a hot topic in the it's lifestyle. Very controversial. Yeah, yeah. we I mean, we run into this all the time. And we were talking with a friend of ours, and this kind of conversation came up a little bit, and it was very interesting, and it brought a lot of questions for Julie and I. And we so we started doing some research. Today's show is going to be more question based, and it's going to just kind of hopefully provoke thoughts. You thoughts and questions of your own mm-hmm. and hopefully conversation with you and your primary partner and your extra partners yeah so one of the reasons that this came up is i was having a conversation with a, a very good friend of mine over lunch the other day we were talking about how 
um, now that COVID is kind of getting better, how some events and places and venues are requiring that you bring your COVID card to oh. have entry. Mm -hmm. And so like they actually want to see your card. And this friend of mine is a professor at a university and she's very well educated. And we were having like this in-depth conversation about does that violate privacy laws? Does that violate HIPAA? Where's the line? And so she said that she has a friend who's a lawyer and he had mentioned uh, multiple times how he thought that if you were going to a swinging event or an event where people are going to be playing in public, mm -hmm. should we require a clean STI, STD test at the door? Wow. And I was like, whoa, now you're really getting, that's very private, right? Like mm -hmm. there are people that can't even talk about that with their doctor. Right. Much less show you know, a test. And then the other thing too is the test is only good as long as, depending on how often you play. Right. I mean, right? you get a test and go play with somebody in the afternoon and then be like, hey, you know, guess what? Right. So, and it takes a couple of weeks for something to come up if you were to right. have a problem. So yeah, that, that, really, that really brought up a lot of questions. And so I started talking to Matt about this and I'm like, whose responsibility is it? Right. right. Where is, is it the venue's responsibility? Is it the individual person's responsibility? Mm -hmm. Is it the responsibility of the person who who possibly could have something to say something? You know, like where where is the line? So are condoms necessary? That is very hot topic question in swinging. Well, yeah. And that brings up other questions, too. Like, well, again, is it an invasion in privacy? And then like. Do, do condoms prevent every STI, STD transmission? And that, so I can answer that. I was like, no, it, it does not. Mm -mm. You can still pick things up even if you have a condom on. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, Matt and I were talking about this just a little bit ago when we were kind of making up some of the notes for this conversation. And we have typically in the past been pro-condom completely. Yes. With anybody outside of our own relationship. But we never require condoms or any kind of protection for oral right like that's not something that we've really been too worried about and mm -hmm. then we we're having a conversation with a friend of ours the other night and they're like well you know oral transmission is is common too and i was thinking to myself oh we don't we haven't really we don't thought about that right like we're we're preached in high school and college Condoms, condoms, condoms. We learned that from an early age, a health class in eighth grade, right? Right. But they never really talk about, okay, well, what about oral play? What about just kissing? Because you can spread some STIs just through kissing. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, I think about some of, you know, how many people I've kissed at parties before. And yeah, okay. Now I was like, oh, well, I need to... Well, I need to think a little here. Right. Well, and it, it's an interesting thing. And the other thing I think is like when you do have other people that you like other playmates and stuff that you people that you play with, I mean, how often do they get tested? You know, are they honest about their, their right. testing? And then going back to the venues and the clubs and uh, the meet and greets and stuff, whose responsibility is it to verify those things? Like whose responsibility if you do, if you are required to bring your STI and STD card testing results, who who is supposed to be able to verify that? 
Right. And how, I mean, what's to stop somebody from just writing something on a piece of paper? I right. mean, that's not difficult to do. I've, I've yet to be to a party or any type of event that required that. I don't think you'd ever see that. I think that that's a pretty big HIPAA violation to have. Sure. I would think that I'm not a legal professional. I have no idea. Yeah, for sure. I, right. But I would think that you would not be able to keep someone's medical information on file like that. Well, I wonder but, if it's just more of they just want to see a piece of paper with something on it. It would be so easy to fake. It would be. It really, really would be. So I think our condoms is safe. The first thing there is is trust, right? Absolutely. So can you have an open conversation about STI, STD with the couple or a person, depending on, it, it, you know, is it a unicorn or bluefish, uh, whatever situation you have, can you have, even if it's a polyamory situation and you've met someone and you're on a date with them, like, you, you know, you're part of it, like if you and I were out on a date with someone, mm -hmm. that would be the first question is, can you have an open conversation and do you feel like that person is responding in a way that builds trust? Right. Well, I mean, I think this is, it's its going to come down to individuals, right? I mean, is it is it something that you want to explore with this person? And do you trust that person when they say, yeah, I get tested regularly or, you know, hey, I was tested, you know, three months ago and I'm clean. Right. If you can't trust what they're saying, if you, so if we were out with another couple and we were having this conversation and we felt like they were being evasive, mm -hmm. would we still play with them? Would we insist on condoms and Ooh, still play or good, not? That's a good question. Right? I think it really comes down to like how you and I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And see, that would probably provoke a conversation before we got intimate mm -hmm. because it'd be like, well, I don't know. They, you know, they were very evasive or they were very, you know, they tried to change the subject or. Yeah, exactly. That would make me not have a whole lot of faith there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've always looked at condoms like I have several people in my life that are important to me. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that by using them, I was protecting myself and I was also protecting the other people in my life that I care about. Right. So I've always looked at it as that. But then we've had some other talks and it's just kind of like, is it because we think the other people are dirty that we use? condoms right or or, not dirty but just like do they well like that's like a stigma right like if we insist on condoms are we insinuating that they're that they have something mm -hmm. or that sex with them is dirty in some way or you know like if we insist on it even after they say we get tested regularly we're all clean and we say well we're pro condom anyway yeah then are we insinuating that we don't trust them and believe or that you know they're not on the up and up or right like there's a lot of societal stigma there it brings up more questions right it does <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i feel like this brings up more questions than i have answers for <laughs> i know it does i mean it just so, it comes down to like okay do we do we trust these people do we you know do we believe them yeah and i mean and, up to this point in the lifestyle we have not we have always used condoms. We have. We have always used condoms. And I wonder now, like, I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a justifiable reason not to. We all know that for guys, it feels better. I mean, I'm not a guy. I don't have a penis. However, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that it is better. And I can believe that because, I mean, I think about how sensitive my bits and pieces are. And they would prefer to be 
to be touched without anything else in the way. Yeah, it does feel better. Right? Yeah. So, and I want Matt to have lots of pleasure in a lifestyle. I want him to, you know, be able to experience amazing things like I'm able to experience them. So with the right couples, with the right people, could we ever consider this? Maybe. It's the first time we've ever actually had this conversation and thought, hmm. Yes. Maybe. Before, it's always been, no, we want, yeah. we want condoms. But, And I think that the interesting thing is we are actually looking up some statistics, and we'll talk about those a little later on in the show. But, I mean, the, so the friend that we were talking to is, is uh, very knowledgeable, and they... They're in a role and position where they're in a like a community outreach and community information. Yes. So they had some interesting things to tell us. Yeah, it was just like, you know, basically we're at very low risk. Yes, and we're at kind of a low risk because of how we approach the lifestyle. Matt and I are relationship driven. We're not, uh, we go to a lot of events and we enjoy the party atmosphere. However, we rarely play at a party. We, I mean, I could count on one hand the number of times we've done anything in a public setting in the last few years. We just are more private and we prefer to get to know people before we're intimate with them. Yes. So I, given that kind of scenario, we have the ability to build up a trusting friendship where we can know the people that we're intimate with better than people who are more voyeur or exhibitionists. They may be you know, more spur of the moment playing mm-hmm. and don't have the opportunity to build that level. And some people like that. Some people right. like the spontaneity and the, Absolutely, you know, yeah. you know, and that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, it really is. It just, it's a, it's a personal choice and mm-hmm. it's what, a lot of it is what you find erotic or what drives your desires. Everyone's a little different with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that given how we approach our risk is lower, there is always going to be some risk. Whether you're kissing somebody, whether it's oral sex or, you know, we don't use dental dams or condoms. I don't, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't use a condom when I'm getting a blowjob from another lady. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And we didn't even think about it. Yeah. We didn't think about it. Right. Like that wasn't really, I mean, I guess in an abstract way, I've considered it before, you know, like a few times, like, especially when I first got into lifestyle and was like, I need to be knowledgeable about STIs and STDs and that kind of thing, more concerned with having multiple partners, but not really in a very, like, in-depth kind of way. Sure. And I certainly never really thought that deeply about it with kissing. Yeah, yeah, no, I hadn't hadn't thought about that either. Well, I, I I gave Matt the example earlier. I mean, you or you hang out with a friend of yours who has small children, and it would be nothing for me to pick them up and cuddle them close and kiss them on the cheek and... Our society is affectionate and open, and it's not unusual for us to greet our friends with a kiss on the cheek mm-hmm. or sometimes even a, a slight kiss on the lips. I mean, I greet some relatives that way, like my grandma or somebody, right? She's probably going to give me a little peck or something. Sure. That's common. And so I don't, you know, you don't really think about it with kissing. Yeah, you don't. But I mean, it can still spread things. I mean, it's still, right? it's still. Skin contact. It is. And every situation like that is a mitigated risk. Yeah, it is. So that's that's something to think about, but something that really never, I mean, I don't want to say never occurred, but I mean, that makes me sound kind of like I don't think about these things, but it's not something prevalent. Right. I mean, even like if you're, if you perform oral sex on a partner, do you, I mean, you already are basically sharing juices there and 
juices, huh? Juices. <laughs> I mean, especially if they're a squirter, you're going to share juices. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure whose face is redder at this point. <laughs> but yeah, you're just pretty darn red, I must yeah. say. Well, well. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was a word. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Oh, juices. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying saliva and juices. Juices. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm gonna. That. I'm gonna be teasing you about this for for quite some time to come. At least for the it's, next five hours. At least. At least. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, you know, we don't think about that, right? I mean. I never really considered it. I just never thought about it before. I mean, I think sometimes about, covered in juices, Matt. Sometimes you are. <laughs> this is true. I, most of the time, I am. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. You're not going to let me live this down. Are nope. You? Mm -mm. No yeah. juices. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyway, what oh. I'm what I'm trying to get at is that we during uh, oral play that we are already kind of like sharing. But there's already. Contact. Thanks for helping me out here. You're welcome. Stuck on the <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. So there is contact, yes. right? There is definitely sharing of body fluids. Yes. How's that? It's much better, bro. <laughs> oh wow. So okay. <laughs> I, moving on from juices here, I do want to talk about the relationship value of condoms. This okay. is totally a separate entity from the health value, right? Like we talked about the trust and, and your health and mm -hmm. being, you know, being cautious for your partner's health and for your other partners and how many people you have in your life that you care about, you don't want to spread anything to. But aside from that, there is a relationship value to being pro-condom because some people don't want to share that level of intimacy with anyone but their primary partner. Oh, sure. And that has kind of been what has driven Matt and I to be as pro condom, to always be pro condom the way that we are, mm -hmm. is that we wanted to maintain that level and we wanted to share that intimacy. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we, like Julie was saying, is that we just, we found that very sacred and we didn't want to, we didn't want to share that with anybody else. Right. But, and we still feel that way, but we've also had some discussion about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some open, there's some open questions that if it comes up in the future, where we meet a couple and we really feel comfortable and there are mutual there's a mutual desire for that then yeah. would we consider it and should one of the things that we hold sacred in our relationship literally be something as benign as where matt's firm goes <laughs> for lack of a better way to put that i'm trying to think of a cover elegant way to go. oh my god Matt. <laughs> Knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, right, but that is the thing. Like, should should that be something we hold sacred, or is that? Or do are we in the same kinda, boat as like you know a no kissing couple? Right. Exactly. Like, are we holding something? Are we putting a ton of value on something that really, in the long run, isn't that? Really, I mean, it it kind of makes it a little bit possessive. A, a little bit. A yeah. little. If you and think about it. And this is some of the things that we were talking about. Like, right. is it is us holding? using no condoms between the two of us, is that is that sacred or is that just being selfish? Is it being selfish? Is it being possessive? Is it being slightly jealous? Mm -hmm. All those things kind of come into play. Like, would Matt feel jealous and upset if someone else you didn't use a condom with me because they came inside me? Right. Would I feel jealous and upset 
or would I feel angry at Matt if he had penetration play with another woman and didn't use a condom and came inside her? Right. I mean, are we putting way too much value on, you know, a tablespoon of fluid? True. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> didn't, but I saw the look on your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we talked about that. And, and one of the big things that we talked about is, okay, what is sacred in our relationship? What, what do we have that we only have with each other that we don't ever want to share outside of that with other couples, with secondary relationships, with, you know, if we were dating people together or separately, however we, whatever parameter, whatever E&M umbrella we fall under in the future. Yeah. We talked about the things that we hold sacred Mm -hmm. and the things that make us, us. Right. And kind of came to the conclusion that we have other things that are way more important and way more. Sacred. That tie our relationship together. That are, that have more value. Yeah. That we share that nobody else is going to get to share. Right, exactly. And that's because of the level of communication and the level of devotion that we have to each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we kind of were like, huh, this has really opened up an interesting door for us. It has. It was very thought-provoking conversation that we have, and there's still a lot of questions that we we still have, and we we're, we aren't able to answer. Right, yeah. I feel like this is a very open-ended <laughs> Yeah, it thing. is. It so, is. So what's the worst that can happen? I want to talk about that for a second. Oh, well, you can make a baby. Well, there is that. There is that. And that is. That yeah, is, no. Yeah. No. What is it? You saw something on Reddit one day about a couple that they're like, yeah, we're cool with it. As long as, you know, the guy pulls out at the last second because she's not on the pill. And I'd be like, oh, dear God, I couldn't live with that level of stress. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. And then there was, uh, there was another one that the this couple uh, these couples were flopping and they were not using condoms. And then one night, the one of the female partners let it slip that she was not on birth control because she was hoping to get pregnant. Oh, see that right there. That would be, that's where coming, that's where trusting. <laughs> right. You got to be able to trust those people and you have to feel like you're very connected and that you have, you know, a, a very good level of communication <laughs> with yes. the people that you're being intimate with. And I think that's why we were like, hey, could we develop this with, you know, people that we're close to? Yeah, there's a possibility there. But could we ever feel comfortable, you know, with people that we meet at a party? Mm. No, nope, probably not. <laughs> mm. Are you mm-ing yes or mm-ing? Mm, no. no, okay. <laughs> So I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, there are some STIs, STDs that you can you can come up with, like when you don't play with condoms. And one of those is like chlamydia. It's the most common, I think. It is the most common uh, reported STD. And we mentioned statistics, so we pulled some stuff off of the CDC's website. So with that being said, there are over 1.8 million cases reported in 2019. Most of those were young women between the ages of 15 and 24, and they account for 43% of the reported cases. So I think part of the reason why chlamydia can be such a big deal is because you don't even know you have it. Right. Like it's very, it flies under the radar. There's not like a lot of, you're not going to have like a rash or some crazy outbreak or something. So you're going to be like, you don't even know you have this until you get tested for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chlamydia and gonorrhea are two that are just as common to be spread orally as they are with, on genitalia. So that's something to keep in mind, too, that if you're going in for testing, 
ask for a throat swab. Yes. If you give oral to people outside of your primary relationship, then when you get tested, you probably want to be asking for that. That is one thing that our, our friend who is an advocate for STI, STD, and, and like in an, that public outreach position said that a lot of people's um, doctors won't do a throat swab test. They don't think it's necessary. And it, it actually really is. Exactly. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. This, so the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about a little bit, too, is getting tested. Yeah, that's a big one. Right? Like, everyone is a little freaked out. I have to tell you, the first time I had to tell my doctor about the lifestyle, I was a little like, so uh, kind of have multiple partners. And I was married at the time, and she knew I was married. And so she kind of looked at me like, okay. And then I explained, and I was just like, we are swingers. And she's like, oh, okay, all right. So, okay, we'll do the run it. We'll do the gamut. I'm like, that was it. Like, she didn't bat an eyelash after that. And so, at first, I was very concerned. I was a little like, oh, my God, I don't want to tell my doctor this. But once I finally did, and I, so I asked a bunch of questions. And she's like, you know, I really wish that all my patients would just be this open because I can't give you the information you need and tell you what how to protect yourself if you're not telling me what's happening in your life. Right. So I would encourage everyone. I know it can be odd. I know it's weird. It can be very uncomfortable and intimidating. Yes. You're like going, hey, here's my secrets. Right. Here's the thing that, you know, I try to not let anybody know about. Right. Because we're all very private about, and we have to be, you mm -hmm. know, we have to be. So you should tell your doctor what's going on. If you can't. We get it. We know because it, it is hard. There are places that you can go to get tested. You can go to Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. They will test anybody. It's a, as a matter of fact, I know this from when I was in my 20s and had terrible health insurance, that they will even have a sliding scale. So for as far as pay goes, like they base it off your income and they will do all your testing right there. They will give you your results. They'll talk to you about if they find anything how, you know, steps to take to correct it. They're really good at that kind of stuff. If you don't feel comfortable with them, the CDC does have a website. It's gettested.cdc.gov. And you put in your, I think you put your zip code in, and then they give you like a list of clinics that do testing. Which is phenomenal. Right? I yeah. know. I was like, that's amazing. I didn't even know that was out there. Yeah, that was something we learned today. <laughs> We've known this for this many hours. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, if you if I like when I popped on Google and just put in local STD testing, mm -hmm. we have several clinics and we live in a pretty, pretty good sized metropolitan city. And there were at least a dozen places yeah. that had clinics. That you well, the other went thing, to. too, is you can actually probably reach out to your health department as your local you health could. department. And yeah. they, they could probably either do testing there or give you an idea of where you can get testing if you're not comfortable talking to your physician. Right. So that begs the question of how often. So, Ooh. of course, I'm, I'm just quoting here from the CDC, just so you know, just what they say. If you are sexually active, you should be tested once a year. If you have more than one partner, even if you're practicing safe sex, it's still a good idea to get tested every three to six months. Even mm. if you're using condoms, even if you're doing it every single time you play, just because, okay, condoms break. As we all know, sometimes they come off and there's a fishing expedition. It happens. Matt is laughing over there at that one. It happens. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it happens. So 
So I'm just saying. Um, but they do. They slide off. They, you know, they're not. It's not perfect. It's, it's not, not a perfect scenario. Even dental dams, not a perfect scenario. No. So it's very, very thin. And so you definitely still want to get tested. Mm-hmm. And how often should they get tested if you're sexually active with multiple partners? They say every three to six months. Mm, okay. And so, and then everyone should just get a test once a year just to make sure that you are doing okay. So, and I think that that's pretty common. I mean, we all go in for, you know, yearly physicals and that kind of thing. So, sure. you know, that's a, that's a pretty common thing. So, mm-hmm. but don't be embarrassed. Part, I think part of what holds people back a little bit is they don't know where to go. Right. Or they're embarrassed to go. Yeah. Right? I mean, sex is amazing. And I think our culture makes us sometimes look at it as something dirty or wrong. And so that makes being in the lifestyle even more, right? Because right. now you're doing it with multiple people. So it's not Which is though, a lot of fun. I it is say. a lot of fun, right? Like, how, I, I really do sometimes have an issue with that because, like, there's a lot of judgment sometimes oh well you know you're doing something crazy here my girlfriends are like you let matt sleep with other women (laughs) some of them the ones that are vanilla say that and i'm like well yeah and i watch (laughs) vice versa and it's fun it's fun and like yeah hot it is hot sexy so it but yeah (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, but I lost for a second. It's just like, mm, yeah, it is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Get tested. Stay yeah. on top of your health. Talk right. to your partner. Like, are you guys pro condom or you're not pro condom? Right. Is it something that you, if you met a really close, close couple or a close unicorn or bluefish, would you be guys be comfortable like not using condoms? So, or is it something where you feel like you always need to have it? Yeah. But I think your approach, your communication level with your primary. How you are in the lifestyle, all those things matter, and they all add up to whatever is going to be the right answer. Right? Are you, you playing with you know? Are you playing with one couple, or are you playing with multiple couples? Thirty couples. Thirty couples. Can you imagine? No. That would be freaking busy. It'd be a lot. I'm just trying to picture all the texting. No. Yeah. No. That's like sixty people, and you know, if you consider like every couple a day contact, how many text messages that is in a week. That. No, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but that's how I think of things in time because I'm like, there's only so much time in a day. <laughs> I know. I, I, can, I can't even imagine keeping up with that many people. It I would mean, be hard. It would be. be it would be crazy. And we know people that have, that really do. I mean, maybe not thirty, but they definitely have lots and lots of like people that they keep. Yeah. In very close, intimate contact with. Mm-hmm. And I asked my friend who was part of this the other day. I was like, doesn't that get to be a lot? And she's like, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, oh wow, that's exhausting. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> so, I don't have the luxury of having that much time to respond to people. But yeah, I, I think for me, it's more of a like, just I don't know, like I, it's, it's a lot to keep everything straight and to keep everyone straight, kind of thing. And maybe it just falls back on, are you an introverted or extroverted person, and how you recharge, and you know what kind of time frame you want to put into the lifestyle? Because some people. This is a hobby, yes. something that they do a little bit of and they have a great time with. And for other people, it's like this is immersion. Yes. And so it, it really depends on your level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So, okay, this is what we had to say about condoms. I hope that. Yeah, is. we'd love to hear from you guys if you want to reach out and let us know your own opinion and how you feel about that. 
Absolutely. We were curious what other people have to say. So, um, of course, there's no right or wrong answer. Please don't feel like this is any kind of judgment or that, you know, we're saying you must support Trojan or anything like that. (laughs) We're not. We're just saying have the conversation and know where you stand. Yes. And then go forth and play. Go forth and play. Wow. All right. On that note, (laughs) until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly.